You're listening to Move Your Business to the United States podcast with me, Sebastian Saubon. And me, Emmett Lynn. Yes, Emmett, we are back uh, in Europe after South by Southwest. In fact, we are sitting here on a warm Irish summer day in our offices in Dublin. And we are recording today um, the final episode of our first season. We want to take this opportunity to look back a little bit. I mean, we have recorded, I don't know, 16 or 17 episodes or 18 even. And we started this process um, almost a year ago when we first met uh, in London to record the initial episode. So we want to take this opportunity to, you know, recap a little bit, um, feature some of the highlights of uh, all those episodes, and then also talk a little bit about the next season and the future of this podcast. So um, how's the year been for you, Emmett? Yeah, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, yeah, it was an amazing uh, journey, really, to have met you and Kevin um, to hear about your journey to the United States and how you moved with your family um, to Miami, I believe, if I remember correctly. And now Kevin's journey to the United States and all that was involved in his uh, learning of the complications and all the things he had to overcome, but also being with him as he had these grand surprises of what a welcoming and joyful place it is to be. So on Kevin, uh, we've kind of missed a bit from him for the last few episodes. Why don't you just fill us in on where he is? Yeah, so our good friend Kevin, you know, basically had a bicycle um, accident and is now recovering from, from an injury that he, that he got there. Actually, one of our tours, so uh, we, we think about him today and hope we, he gets better soon. And we hope that he will then return to this podcast. But for today, for this episode, the last episode of this season, he won't be with us, um, unfortunately. So why don't we look back a little bit on how this all started. So um, it started really at the lines of the Pyrenees where Kevin came to me and said, you know, you have to do a podcast. This would be really great. You know, this would be something. It's the new thing. It, it's the new kid on the blog and everyone wants to have podcasts and everything. So Kevin was incredibly enthusiastic about it. While I, of course, knew podcasts and I listened to some, I wasn't really familiar with the concept but I was open-minded and I realized that uh, Mount Banana Advisors, which was a new venture at the point, could do with a podcast. It would be very interesting and, and I would enjoy doing one. So then Kevin you know, brought in Emmett and, and that's how it all started. So we met, um, uh, we all met in London um, in, a, in a nice hotel, the Landmark Hotel, to record episode one and um, had a great time there. So, here I am, Baker Street, the start of the adventure. This podcast is about going to America, about leaving the old world, heading to the new. So what am I doing in London? Well, like all the best adventures, it has to start somewhere. And I'm here at Baker Street. I'm going to a very nice hotel, five minutes walk from here, and I'm going to meet a man. A man who says that he can help me in the practical ways and in other ways, to make the dream come true of moving to the United States. We used this episode to really introduce the concept. And the concept was Kevin, you know, being in the role of a potential client who is interested to move their business to the United States and um, starting that conversation with me and how it would all go in a, in a, in a real life situation with a real client. So we took him 
of the next few episodes through all the steps. Uh, we went to um, Orlando, the immigration lawyer. We interviewed uh, a good number of people. This is South Kensington. So Sebastian, we're here in South Kensington, central London. Now, today you're going to introduce me to somebody who's going to help me with that four-letter word I mentioned the last time. Exactly. Uh, today I'm going to introduce you to Orlando, who is an immigration, he is an immigration lawyer based here in London, and he has helped me um, various times with my visa in the US, so I know he can get the job done, Kevin, and uh, he will help you. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. Okay, let's fight our way through the, through the streets and uh, find out where Orlando's lair is. I think what was interesting was how you were able to bring clarity to the endless list of questions that Kevin had. Some really simple, I guess, finding a home, opening up a bank account, you know, these are reasonably simple things. Other things a bit more complicated, sort of navigating the visa uh, system. So these visas are serious business. And the last thing I want is to be refused entry at the airport before I even start my American dream. So I had to ask. Does that mean somebody could end up in court? It means that people could be turned around at the port of entry, put back on a plane and sent home, warned and told, next time you come in, come in with a proper visa. Did the encounter with Kevin represent a real scenario of meeting a client? It very much did so. So all of these questions most clients would have so those questions have to be answered i think we answered them in, in in great detail so most of these questions would be answered either by the client themselves starting the website or in a personal consultation either face to face or over the phone but yes very much so i mean these are all um, processes and um, tasks that we typically talk about with clients so yes in many ways it was really real you know it, it, it was really real life and I guess then it became even more real when we went to Texas, didn't it? Boy, Sebastian, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to see you, Kevin. I hope you had a good trip. I'm going to describe for our listeners just how you're dressed because I was, that was the most shocking thing of all. You are dressed like a Texas cowboy. You've got the boots, you've got the blue jeans, and you've got the country shirt, the sort of uh, checkered uh, blue shirt, and the cowboy hat. My goodness! And don't you... forget the, the oh, belt and the belt, buckle, you know, the belt, the ostrich belt, and belt buckle. You know, don't forget about that. You know. Listen, the belt is so big, Elvis would have been proud of it. <laughs> it was an incredible sensory experience, really, to arrive in this new climate, this new culture that I really knew nothing about, and to sort of trust you. <laughs> essentially to guide us around it and help us navigate it. Looking back at that episode, I think one thing that I loved is this experience when we're walking up Rainy Street, having been jet lagged and really surviving on very little sleep um, and sort of being topped up quite pleasantly with a few Austin beers and kind of going from bar to bar. I really had this full-on experience of Austin living, which for me was just incredibly unique. So Sebastian took me for a drink or two, and we got to talking about the places and the people he was going to introduce me to. 
Let's have that three pound snap pills, please. It may have been the bourbon, but boy, it sure sounded good. Yeah, I got it on the letter. Let me, uh, we're over Let me run it down. By the end of the night, I was dead tired, and it seemed a long way from London. It was time to grab an Uber, and while we were heading back to the hotel, our driver told us all about Austin. Uh, and I think for Kevin too, do you think Kevin was expecting what uh, he saw in Austin? Was he was he expecting it to be more? You know, was he expect was it was he expecting it to resemble something else? Do you think? I think most people, when they think about Texas, they think about something else. I mean, they think about Wild West movies and you know huge deserts, which there are in West Texas, but not in Central Texas. Central Texas is really green, and we went there at a time where there was has been a lot of rain. Um, so yes, I mean totally. I think Kevin was expecting um, uh, um, something different. He mentioned a few times in the podcast that it reminded him of Ireland. I mean, I'm not sure I would go that far, but <laughs> it's <the laughs> different. But yeah, it was very lush, um, very lush and very green. Even though I lived there for a while, it's also an, a new experience to go there with um, new friends, you know, and and people who have never been there. You almost kind of go through, um, re-experience um, the place as if it was the first time because you do it with a, with a different set, uh, with a different set of people. I haven't seen any cowboys or Indians yet. No, no, I mean, you know. Other than yourself as a cowboy. <laughs> when we will go more to the small towns, you know, like on Sunday, you would definitely see that. You would see um, on Sunday, man going to church, you know, in a cowboy hat. And of course they take it off when they go to church, but you would see that on Sunday, I promise you. You boys like traveling? Yeah, especially this way. You can see a lot. You can always catch a bus. But I thought a cowboy always rode his horse every place he went. They do, ma'am, but my horse is a regular homebody, so I make the long trips by myself. Of course, I send him postcards along the way. <laughs> <laughs> we were there for about 10 days, but, you know, when you look back over the episodes, it looks like we were there for a lot longer, really, because... We were sort of going from one meeting to another, uh, from one rooftop to another as well. Um, one episode which uh, comes to mind is uh, meeting Dan Dillard, the uh, creator of Founding Austin, a really interesting magazine. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about Dan Dillard? Yes, um, it was definitely um, a very interesting episode. So Dan Dillard is a Austin um, based entrepreneur. He has a lot of experience also with the format of podcasting. He himself runs a number of successful podcasts and he has a very strong belief in, in, in community and the local community and that together um, we can achieve more than, you know, doing everything on, on our own. And that is very much his philosophy. And, and uh, we talked about him at length about that philosophy that is also very much the philosophy of Austin. And, and insofar, really, Dan Dillard really represents, I think, uh, what Austin is all about. You know, I mean, it's kind of easygoing, um, um, relaxed, laid back, enjoying the weather, you know, enjoying a good drink, being in a, being in a nice hotel um, or a nice bar, enjoying the views, you know, talk about views, right? Austin is full of these rooftop bars and we explored, we explored quite a few of them. So yeah, no, definitely meeting Dan Dillard um, was really, was really impressive. But you, you said something when we first met, which, which struck a real chord and, and wasn't what I was expecting at all, was something about the concept of community and this magazine. 
could you just, just for the listeners, sort of expand? Because I tell you, I've worked in journalism. I've never heard anybody talk about a community. I've, t- I've talked about readers and I've talked about advertisers. I've never heard community. That was the second part. Earlier you asked a question. I said I was going to answer it in two parts. And one was what I loved about Austin. And the second part, uh, I've been asked many times since I've interviewed so many people in Austin, and obviously I love this city. If I could describe Austin in one word, what would it be? And the word is community. Um, it, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, sure, it's beautiful. Sure, there's outdoor life. Sure, there's lots of business. Sure, there's lots of entrepreneurism. But the heart of Austin is this community, meaning that you could pretty much email, contact, LinkedIn, anyone in Austin and say, hey, want to grab a coffee? I need some help with my business. And 99% of the time, they're going to say yes. No matter if it's a CEO of a big company or whoever it is, they'll say yes, they'll take time and give because Austin's also about giving and they know that this it takes a community to build. And so I consider Austin as this garden of, of entrepreneurism. And the reason that you have a garden is because you have cultivators that give, 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 and want to give back through these coffee meetings and knowledge sharing. And that's what makes this city so great. Above everything else, it's a great climate and and location and a lot of music and a lot of things to do. Food is second to none, but just community, just being able to pick the phone up and say, I need some help with my business. I think definitely one of the other highlights was to meet um, um, Andy Jones, who is an investor, um, from Britain and has been living in Austin for, I think, more than 10 years now. He moved there and um, has never left Austin, has a family there now. And um, we met him at Capital Factory, which is an incubator. What was your impression of the whole Capital Factory and Andy Jones experience? Well, I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing. You know, every floor you go up seems to get more and more interesting. And you meet these very relatable innovators um, some people who are very tech based but some people who are more you know uh, anthropological or artistic you have this sense that you're sitting on raw energy everyone around you seems to be working on something which is going to be the next uber the next um the next google i don't know but like people are sitting on these great startup ideas and then you've got these incredibly friendly people like Andy Jones who are holding their hand through that process. And he almost did that for us. He kind of took us around the floor, took us to the room where there was sort of top secret work that we can't talk about. And then to other rooms where there's more of a kind of open environment where people sit around and sort of throw a football around the room and, you know, brainstorm um and even I felt a bit old, actually, in the, uh, in, the, in the environment. But also what was cool about Andy was that, like he said, he's a British, always an expat, someone who's moved out here and has essentially made it. Um, he's done the American dream, if you like, in Austin. And uh, it was really enjoyable and really entertaining uh, to hear about how he did that and especially how he used his Britishness. People trust a European accent. They think you're more intelligent. It comes, you know, I was really, you know, but why not? Uh, You know, and it works. And uh, yes, and I I think that that's something, you know, as we look forward to and, you know, I I think as well, you know, it's something that I've looked at, use your strengths. I mean, there's always a saying to surround your people, excuse me, surround yourself with people who are more intelligent or better than you at something. But you've still got to have something you rely on as your strength. And yeah, I've always thought that being, you know, 
quintessentially English. You know, that, that whole, use that sort of whole, you know, that the, the history of Great Britain, use it, you know, to, to your advantage. And it's, it's definitely worked. It just goes to show that, you know, we do travel around the world, but it's, there's something about our culture which makes us incredibly valuable and provides new information wherever we go. And that, I think that gave me great confidence. Don't you think that this kind of hospitality is genuine when we move around Austin, that people feel like we've actually got something to maybe even offer them? Very much so, very much so. I mean, I think that as someone who is active in business or in media, um, so someone who has kind of an interesting, I would say, career background and lifestyle, I think you very much fit in there uh, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and you don't need to be rich to make it there or you don't need to be like um, the top player uh, in your game. I mean, if you have something to say, let's say like this, if you have something to say and you know, you know your shit, you know, <laughs> Um, then I think you would find a lot of opportunities, particularly in Austin, to contribute to the community, to basically make a difference and uh, bring something, you know, contribute something that is really useful there and that makes you feel good yourself. I mean, we always felt that what we're doing there made sense and was appreciated. It was appreciated by everyone. So they were giving us they were giving us a lot of positive um, inputs, but so were we, you know. And and I think that's a great thing about um, America that America is still very welcoming, um, and it doesn't really matter what background you have if if you can contribute something to society and to business, you'll be welcome. Here we are, day three of the Mount Bonnell adventure here at uh, South by Southwest. I'm here with my other fellow Mount Bonnell adventurers. Sebastian Sorborn and Emmett Glynn. We're walking down, uh, what street is this, Sebastian? Uh, Cesar Chavez. Cesar Chavez, right beside the conference center. You can hear the traffic, you can hear the people. Everything is buzzing today. That's the key word right here, buzz. Nowhere was that illustrated quite so well as at South by Southwest, where we wrapped up the season. Um, and we met with a number of incredibly interesting uh, people, uh, I'm sure you'll agree, um, and became part of this sort of bubbling excitement that is surrounding Austin and I guess kind of heats up around South by Southwest. You can hear the traffic, you can hear the people, everything is buzzing today. That's the key word right here, buzz. Emmett, tell me what you really thought about yesterday. What was the highlight for you? Yesterday we had an opportunity to meet a load of uh, Irish, uh, German and English entrepreneurs bringing their products over to the US and so it was really good fun to meet them, interview them, we did some filming, check out the YouTube page, you can find all those interviews there and it was really nice to just be part of this network and community. Yes, I agree, the, the meeting of the young entrepreneurs was quite something uh, yesterday. Um, Sebastian, you interviewed a lot of the German uh, clientele yesterday. They were, they were quite something. Yeah, I think uh, we had a good time meeting entrepreneurs from Berlin and uh, very um, clever people with sophisticated business ideas such as 3D printing of human tissue. It was incredible. I learned a lot and was really inspired and impressed. Today, it's more of the same. Um, the one thing we're learning about South by Southwest is to expect the unexpected. You just never know what's going to happen next, who you're going to meet next, or what's around the next bend. So for now, from downtown Austin, it's over and out. One thing I really enjoyed about South by was the trade festival and meeting people from Enterprise Ireland, um, Enterprise 
Britain, I think it was called, uh, the German Enterprise Group. We went to the Berlin Saloon. Um, you can catch all the highlights from this on the last couple episodes where we really split South by Southwest over several episodes. And that will just give you a flavor just about how dense it is. And to meet people who were having their first experience of America for a lot of them and some of them just their first experience of Austin. And I guess, again, it just reaffirms this sense that Austin is a is a a buzzing place to be um you know at that point it was my second time there so i already felt like i was a local but you know for all these young people coming over and showing um a new program they've written or a new piece of ai that they've created and i can see the same sense of excitement and um and anticipation and fun that i also had uh, on my first journey Okay, we're here in the exhibit hall of South by Southwest 2019 and I'm going to introduce you to somebody here with the Irish Enterprise Ireland zone here. How are you doing? So my name is Andrew Max, and I'm the head of business development for a company called uh, Gecko Governance. So what does that do, Andreas? So uh, we provide a suite of technology, KYC and a um, compliance services to the asset management industry, uh, banks and digital asset companies. And this is your first time in South by? Absolutely, we're very excited. Uh, Enterprise Ireland have been very good to us. Uh, fantastic support. Uh, they brought us over here to Austin. It's our first time. And we're looking forward to you know, expand our network here in the US, meet potential exciting clients and investors. And I believe, I believe you're pitching uh, here absolutely. at 2.30? Yeah, absolutely. So the Irish Innovation Hour is on 2.30, and uh, my pitch is at 3 o'clock. So definitely come by and uh, see us pitch. Now, Andreas, you've got a wonderful Irish accent, but you're not from Ireland, right? No, no, absolutely not. So uh, I come from Latvia, from the Baltic States. And I moved to Dundalk, Kenny Loud, about 12 years ago, and uh, I just had to pick up the accent, had no choice. Uh, so just, just for, uh, your offices are Dundalk? Uh, Sydney, Australia, and New York. All very similar places. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andres, thanks very much. Thank, Thank you. Very much. Thank, Thank you. Our main aim for this next season is to speak to people who have done it. You know, so while we talked about a lot of general information in the first season of the podcast, how to do it, you know, what are the processes, what are the tasks, what are the steps involved. In this new season, we want to actually talk to entrepreneurs who have done it. So um, we want to speak to entrepreneurs from Europe who have established businesses in the United States, who have moved to the United States and have succeeded in doing though, maybe um, with obstacles, obstacles that they have mastered um, on the way that they have overcome, maybe some even close to failure. Um, so we have already lined up a number of very interesting um, guests on uh, um, on that podcast um, and we will start recording that soon. So second season, it's basically talking to people who have done it. What are your goals for the second season, Emmett? Um, I think what we're going to hopefully do is also um, spend the second season really getting to know you, our audience. Um, and so what we're really asking you to do is to contact us and tell us how you think the show's going also maybe you've got some insight to share also you know maybe you've done it yourself maybe you've opened up a business in the states or maybe you're in the process of doing it either way 
please do contact us and let us know how you uh, enjoy the podcast um, and um, any questions you might have, and we'll read them out on the show. So you can email us at info at mountbonnell.com. So that's info at mtbonnell.com. You can find that address at the bottom of the show notes or follow us on Twitter at at Mount Bonnell, spelled the same way. So Sebastian, at the start of this season, Kevin asked you a question, which was, what is the secret sauce someone needs to have in order to do this process? Do you remember what your answer was? I think I do. And, and I think what I said is they need grit. So grit is the most important, um, grit is the most important thing, uh, the most important attitude, I think, to succeed um, in business because it's going to be a, a, a bumpy ride sooner or later and you need to hang in there um, um, to succeed. I think everybody would agree to that. A lot more bumpier than producing this podcast. Everything was very smoothly here. Is that still the case? You know, it's been a year since you said that. Do you still really believe that that's the case? Or have you learned anything yourself this year that has given you insight into what kind of person needs to do this? I definitely still, um, I st- I still stand by that statement. That is still the case. I definitely believe that. So grit, I think, is the most important kind of virtue to succeed in business, um, I think. I think what I've learned through through this past year is that money is not everything, especially not in business. Um, I think we met a number of entrepreneurs and examples of people that didn't have a lot of funding. In fact, in Austin, we heard about a 17-year-old boy who is now um, an advisor to the military because he invented some sort of software, which we can't talk about. Um, And we met him, or we haven't met him, but we heard about him at Capital Factory. So I would encourage everyone who listens that it's not really about the money. Um, It's about having um, a great idea and then having the determination and the grit to follow through with this idea. Of course, this has to be an idea that is um, that is wanted by the marketplace. So there have to be customers who want to buy that stuff. If you develop something that nobody wants to buy, you know, that's pointless, right? So then, of course, grit, it's, it's not always positive. You know, there's no point of doing something, of beating a dead horse, so to speak. You know, if the horse is dead, the horse is dead. You know, you can't revive it. But um, I would encourage everyone um, to listen to these podcast episodes where we talked, you know, as I said, to many interesting people. And money really was never the deciding factor why these people were successful. Not when Andy Jones arrived in Austin, not when Dan Dillard started in Austin or when other uh, uh, people began their careers as entrepreneurs. I think that is something that I, I realized that even more during this past year by talking to all these people. Um, you can do it if you have a good idea and if you have the determination and the grit to follow through on it and work hard. So I think that's it. Um, you've been listening to How to Move Your Business to United States with me, Emmett Glynn. And me, Sebastian Sauerborn. And stay tuned for season two.